are once again at Pastor B's Kitchen Table, the place we break it down, chop it up, and put it back together again. And you're so blessed today because this is the first in-person kitchen table we've done since the pandemic. I told you COVID can't stop the church. And here at the kitchen table, I'm so glad they have a very, very special guest, someone who is going to be a blessing to the kitchen table audience today. I told you we're doing a series this month. It's a series about living after a loss because we all lose people. Yet God in his sovereignty has chosen to allow us to remain here. And the question becomes, but now how do we live after a loss? So today I'm so glad to have with us Steve. Steve Stewart. Brother Steve here. And, and welcome Pastor to the Ryan. kitchen table. Thank you. And Steve, we have both suffered a loss. You more so because it's your brother. Can you just say hello to the kitchen table audience? Hello, kitchen table audience. It's so great to be with you. Uh, this is not real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be eating any of that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm delighted to be here with Pastor Bobby. He is uh, a great friend and a great man of God, and uh, it's a, it's an honor. Yeah. Thank you. Steve, if you would, just just dive into this. Sure. There's no way to dance on this one. No. Uh, my good friend, your dear brother, right. called him Coach Andy. Right. He yeah. lost Coach Andy. Can you just share with us about Coach Andy? Well, Andy uh, was quite well known as the running guy. Uh, he started 35 years ago, he started uh, his store, Finish Line Sports, and the Sugar Creek Strip Center in Sugarland. But he also put on races, huge races, like Race for the Cure, uh, the Turkey Trot, the 30K. And all, always behind the scenes, Andy gave to a lot of charitable organizations. He didn't want to be you know, his horn blown for that or anything, but uh, he was a very generous guy and he believed in it. Um, and he also coached. And he was, uh, he used to like to say that he was Coach Bobby's running coach and Coach Bobby was his spiritual coach. Yeah. And I, I think that was a beautiful yeah. way of putting it yeah. and, and, and fitting. Uh, we, uh, he and I, the last couple of years, we put on a, a camp for kids, a mm -hmm. uh, running camp in the, throughout the year. And Andy, that became his passion, was teaching, because he was a coach before he opened up the store. So we'd have monthly camps and have a big camp in July. And Andy would bring in guest speakers, and he always tagged you to That's come right. in. And you gave wonderful, wonderful comments. The parents were always there watching, and they would tell us that you know how much they appreciated that. And uh, it was just a great thing. So. Um, but about a year ago, uh, Andy's behavior started changing. He was a very happy individual. There's just a, he used to say, I've got a great wife, a great daughter, a great job, great friends, and I got, the, I got God, so what else do I need? Um, but he started acting peculiar and getting a little paranoid, and uh, he said he had, well, he had cataract surgery, and his eyes weren't recovering right, so he started this whole mantra, really, of I'm, I can't see anymore. And it was to the extreme. And so I was taking him at the time to doctors, to his eye doctor, because I noticed he wasn't acting himself, to his regular doctor, who was also a runner <laughs> and a good friend. Um, and his doctor knew something was going on with Andy. and. It just led to paranoia, anxiety, crippling anxiety. Mm -hmm. And from September through October, he just unwound. It, and I was pretty much with him every day. 
until in November, um, he, uh, one morning he woke up and he, um, he had a few things to do for the uh, paperwork to do for the turkey drive and to take it to town square. And we were all keeping an eye on him. My brother, I mean my sister, his wife Jean, uh, his best friend Ron Willard, myself, and we couldn't find him. And Lynn, my sister, had put a tracking device on his car and said he's at Town Square. Uh, and he had basically had had a psychotic break and he jumped off the um, top of the parking garage uh, at Town Square um, from the top level. And so, um, thank God, my sister got there right after it happened. I can't imagine. Um, so in a weird, odd way, we kind of consider that a, a blessing um, that she didn't, I mean, she came up when the cops had just put down the tarp, you know, the covering of, over Andy and um, And then the other thing that was unusual was two ladies encountered Andy mm -hmm. in the parking garage. Mm -hmm. And they said they saw this individual, this man, who was nicely dressed, but he looked like he was completely out of it. He just was staring off into space. And the ladies approached him and they said, can we help you? You look like you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And Andy never, you know, Andy didn't know a stranger. Yeah, and right. Andy just, they said, they described it, he just stared right through him. Yeah. And he turned, it was on the third floor, and he turned and he ran up to the top floor. Yeah. And uh, they went after him. But he was a little bit faster. And um, he climbed over the edge, mm -hmm. and this is again how God works. But the, one of the women, her brother had tried to commit suicide mm -hmm. just months prior, so she'd been through that. But she was able to stop him. So she tried to again approach Andy uh, and talk to him, but she said he never acknowledged anything. Right, yeah. just zoned out, right. and then he he turned and. Can you remember where you were that day when you got that phone call? I do, I do. I was actually, well, I, at first I was on the phone with an imaging center because I knew Andy needed to have his brain checked. But I started, we all have our theories, right? My theory was going a little bit of an aside. My brother played football from the time he could walk and he, until he could walk on at LSU. And he was 5'9", 140 pounds. He tackled, he was a defensive back, and he tackled with his head. So I thought Andy had traumatic right, injury yeah. that manifests later in life, right. and Andy was 64. Um, so I started thinking, he needs to have his head, right. <laughs> literally his head examined. Uh, and I was with on the phone with Global Imaging, and uh, hung up, and Ron Willard, Andy's best friend, had gone to Andy's house, and Gene, his wife, was at work at St. Luke's, and Lynn was on her way to Town Square, and the cops had pulled up, Usher 9 PD, and they were looking, they wanted to talk to Ron, and Ron said, well, wait, um, whatever you have to say, his brother's coming. He was, and I live a lot less than a mile from Andy. So I got, I ran and got in my car, came over, and the cops uh, very, um, very compassionately told us that Andy had died. 
I, I thought at first Andy had been in a car accident. Yeah. Maybe his motor skills were, and then I asked what, why, how, you know, and um, they told me. And um, if I've known Ron, you know, Andy and Ron have been friends since the seventh grade. Well, that put me at the third grade. So Ron's like another brother to me. Yeah. And he and I basically just almost collapsed on top of each other, just holding each other up. And, uh, you know, Ron's a tough guy. He's a career firefighter. Retired now, but he was a Houston firefighter. And um, we were just beside ourselves. And then I snapped Coach Bobby, and I realized my sister's on the way to there. Yeah, yeah. Did she see it? Right. You know? And I said, I've got to go to my sister. And the and police officer said, you can't drive in that state you're in. I was a little, little crazed, I guess. And um, Ron said, well, I'll drive him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, well, let's go right now. And so we got there. And Lynn was there, right. but like I said earlier, she didn't get to see the body. No. Well, it was under a tarp. Right. I, I um, you know, you do, grief makes you do kind of crazy things, and I, I had never experienced anything like that in my life, of course, and thankfully, when your brother, your, who you idolized your whole life, um, your big brother, um, dies in such a tragic way, and I remember I wanted to to go to Andy under the sheet, mm -hmm. and it was there in the park lot, and these two officers, big guys, uh, just blocked me, and I kept trying to get past them, and you know, and uh, one of them told me, uh, I'm, I've been friends with your brother 20 years because my brother hired all the police officers yeah. for his races. His races, that's correct. And Andy also, I, I will drag on him again, years ago when Sugarland PD needed, they didn't have bulletproof vests right. yet. And Andy started, and he led with his, his own offering, um, but he also started to drive them to get the officers bulletproof vests. Right. And he became friends because he hired the off-duty officers to work his races for safety and over the years and, of course, paid them and they became friends. So this guy um, said, you know, no, Steve, you're not, I'm not letting you pass me. And I, I calmed down a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember getting to get into you and it was just, it was just you know, shocking. So I met you as his brother. And what about Gene? He's a wife. Wow. Well, you know, this would have been their 15th wedding anniversary. And they had big plans uh, for their retirement. Gene was set to retire in January. Andy would, had shut down the retail side, was probably going to do the turkey trot a couple more years, put it on, I mean, and then hand it off to an organization. And he wanted to just kind of in his retirement gig focus on uh, on the camps with right. me and, and do those monthly with the kids and coach adults. Right. And um, they had all these wonderful plans to travel and mm -hmm. hike and go to yeah. you know, national parks that they love to do. And then all of a sudden it's just pulled yeah. from under. Yeah. But also she was just racked with guilt. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. hard because she's yeah. a nurse. Yeah. Mm. And we all couldn't figure out what was wrong with Andy. And she was trying tough love at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, you need to get up and, do, you know, right, right. get your errands done and stop, you know. And and then that, of course, later, after the fact, made her feel guilty, right. which is ridiculous right. because we had no way of knowing. Yeah. Yeah. 
had we gone that, I had booked that Thursday, this was a Tuesday, I had booked Thursday for his appointment with Global Imaging. Well, I thought about that and I prayed about that and uh, talked to Gene and my sister about it. Had we gone that Thursday, they would have yeah. found Andy's yeah. Yeah. because they found in his, um, we did the advanced autopsy. Yeah. Uh, Baylor did it after the Fort Bend County Medical Examiner and they, sh they saw the classic signs of early onset yeah. Alzheimer's, you have plaques and tangles right. in, in your brain and yeah. just hit Andy right. and it, it, he, they said probably two years he wouldn't have known. Wouldn't have known. You know, it's, it's glad you said that Steve because people lose loved ones but there's always a certain stigma attached to suicide Absolutely. and there's so much speculation and gossip and the rumor mill and all those kind of things like that. So you sitting here verbalizing and, and talking about it, is there anything that you want to clarify just for the unspoken sure. record? Absolutely. And, and, and I want to thank you for inviting me again to the kitchen table to kind of set the record straight because my brother, through his business and he, and what he did, his you know, philanthropic efforts, he knew a lot of people. I mean, there were uh, close to a thousand people at his at his funeral, yeah. and thank you again for doing the graveside yeah. service. I mean, we had 125 at the graveside service. We were expecting 30, yeah. um, and that's a testimony to you know a testament to Andy, uh, how he touched lives. So, um, you know, everyone was quick to say depression. Well, depression is part of Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, some speculated because Andy had shut the store down uh, nine months before that he got depressed over having to close down the retail side of Finish Line. But that's just not the case. Yeah. I, I was worried that it would be hard for Andy after 35 years. Yeah. But Andy, quite frankly, COVID was killing his retail side. And, you know, he was tired of sitting in, a, yeah. Yeah. in an empty store losing yeah. money every month. Who would like that? And, right. I was there the last day, and Andy was in a great mood. We had already kind of shifted the plan to to the camps and uh, and getting ready for the turkey trot. He had opened up another office elsewhere, mm -hmm. so I bought the last pair of running shoes for Andy. I wanted mm -hmm. to do it symbolically, yeah, because uh, I was there at the start. Um, Andy and I used to take long runs, and he would tell me his plans for opening the store, and it, he was so excited. But it wasn't that. Yeah. Now the depression's real, right, right, right. But Pastor Bobby, it, it was, it was the Alzheimer's-driven, right, right, because just the anxiety and the, and it's just, you know, like just he was paranoid. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. Was, was, you know, everything was going bad. Every his, he was ruining his reputation. Things he was just way off the charts. Gene was leaving him. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there were so many other. Factors is not, it's not because he just he lost a store or because of COVID. No, or right. No. Related to that. No. Yeah. He, he really yeah. was looking forward to the next chapter. Uh, yeah. In, in his life with right. his wife and um, and his daughter. Yeah. Kaylin was in you know in college right. and she was doing great and uh, you know he's so proud of her. Right. 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 Uh, so yeah. But thank you because that it just what it wasn't. You know, I, I know depression affects millions and millions of people, yeah. and I, I'm not taking that lightly. I, I know it's profoundly 
um, hard and difficult, sad, but my brother's was driven through Alzheimer's. See now, as there are people who are watching now know that when you lose someone, that there's a grieving process, sure. uh, an extreme grieving process. And now, how have you and your sister and Jean, how you guys been navigating these waters of grief? What, 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 what are you doing? What are you learning right now? That's a great question. I, um, I, I'm a storyteller kind of guy. I'm a playwright, so. Right. Forgive me for telling the stories. Okay. There might be too long, um, but this was also remarkable. And again, I think it's a my sister calls it a God thing. Um, two of the kids we had in our, our running camp, um, they were twins and they were great runners. In fact, their big brother runs for Alabama, and their mom would come and watch. A lot of the parents do, and a lot of times she was she was also a runner and she'd go do her run and just great kids and. The day, we had a Monday camp that was at four in the afternoon. Tuesday morning is when Andy took his life. Wednesday was the final camp of that month, and I didn't know what to do. But I decided, uh, along with my longtime friend, Brian Watson, who helped me, um, I said, I'm going to put that camp on, or at least I'm going to go out there yeah. to Imperial Park and see if anybody shows up. Right. Because I didn't have the email addresses. Andy had all that. Right. Um, so I did that, and I went out there, and we always started at 4.45, and at 4.43, nobody. Yeah. And we, had, we were going to do what they call speed play that day, where you run hard for a bit, and then you, you blow the whistle, and, then, and you kind of jog. and It's speed play, and you cone a course. So we, Brian and I had done that, set it all up, and uh, I said, well, Brian, I guess we'll, we'll just pack it up. You know? yeah. And Pastor Bobby suddenly at 4:44, a line of cars. You have to come wow. all the way back. Yeah. It was all the parents with the kids. Yeah. And now these parents weren't all close friends. Yeah, right. Except through the camp, they got to know each other right, by right. watching the camp. And they all came in. They'd all well. What happened is they'd all talked, and decided to come in unison. That's just to show us support. Yeah, yeah. And so Brian goes, well, what do you, what do you want to do now? <laughs> and I said, well, here's the deal. I want you, we always get the kids settled on their towel with their water, and, and we have we pick a stretch leader, and I said, you know, pick Sophie, that's a stretch leader, get them settled. I want to get the parents off to the side and in a circle and talk to them. And Brian said, sure. So that's what we did. I, I got the parents off to the side. I started to speak, and one of the dads said, Steve, you don't have to say a word. Yeah, yeah. We know. Yeah. We're just here to support you. Um, what do you want to do? I said, you know, I can think of what Andy would say. And he said, we're working out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, if, if unless it was a tornado, Andy would not cancel camp yeah. you know, or a hurricane. Um, so, so we, um, they said, okay. Well, anyway, the lady I was referring to earlier, her kids were there. And at the end of the camp, um, I was saying goodbye to the kids and everything and the parents. And she walked up to me. Now, I didn't know her very well at all. And she said, um, Steve, I want to help you. And I thought at first she wanted like, to help with camp next right, month, right, and right. I didn't even know there was going to be a camp. And I said, well, well thank you very much, Alexis, but um, you know, I don't know. She says, no, I don't think you understand. She said, um, I, I'm a Christian grief counselor, mm. and I, I felt God's telling me yeah. to 
approach you, and you don't we don't know each other very well, but I, can I give you my card? Yeah. And will you, if you pray about it and you want to uh, call me, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to help you. Mm -hmm. Greek, that's what I do. And so I took her card, you know, the old proverbial take the card. Yeah. And we got, we had to get through the turkey trot. So that was all kind of the coming weeks. And I waited till right after the holidays just to get through everything. But I was still very, really profoundly sad and, and grieving. And I rang her up and uh, I went in and saw her. And I've been uh, visiting with her. Start, it was weekly, and now I, I see her every two weeks, oh, and she, she's wonderful, amen. and it's, uh, it's God-based, it's scriptural, it's, yeah, yeah. she's the real deal, yeah. Dr. Alexis Dunbar. You, you went and got to help. Yeah. So many times that isolation comes in, and, and, and all those things, and, you know, and, and even blaming God, you know, all those things come, but you actually went and got to help. But in the, in, the, in the love of God for you and your sister and Jean and all the rest of us too, God put that lady there. She, absolutely, without a question, because this was just not a personal friend. Yeah, we had 25 parents, yeah. and she usually just took off and ran, got yeah. her workout in. Yeah, um, without question, that was, and and I, I was so helped by it, yeah. and, and that my sister was still kind of struggling. And uh, I, Lynn's seeing her now. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Jean went has gone to another therapist. I don't. But I, you know, I love. You know, you gotta let Jean kind of. Yeah. Work her way through it, but I would love for you know, yeah. for Jean to see her too. Yeah. But, um, and I have mentioned that, but I don't. I want right, Jean right, to. Yeah. You gotta find her own way right now. Yeah. 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 It's it's really hard for a spouse. Yeah. yeah. When, and they had a very. And I'm not, it's not just saying it. it. They had a wonderfully deep spiritual marriage yeah. and partnership. And, um, yeah. you know, she got my brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he could be a little quirky. <laughs> a you know? little quirky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's another, but that was part of his charm. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, I'm, I'm laughing what you were saying about we're going to run no matter what. I remember <laughs> he, he, he told me that, uh, that uh, when it comes to running on those Tuesdays, if it's raining, we run. If it's thundering, we run. If it's lightning, we run. Unless it hits the track, <laughs> we run. And no so matter true. what we run, that's, that's the way I, I said, well, okay, this is the way it is. We no. do, I guess we're running. And we're running. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to hit your times. Yeah, you're going to hit your times, right? Yeah. We're not just jogging. We're going yeah. to make those times. This isn't a puddle snob. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, everything for him was time. What, what was your time? Yeah. Yeah, but 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 he, he he changed my he helped my life he helped my body he helped me, so he's my friend, and uh, and, and it was I, yeah, reciprocal. Yeah, yeah, it was my friend. He loved you. He, he loved, loved you deeply as a human being and yeah. as a spiritual leader, yeah. Uh, yeah. and just he just thought you were just a great guy to be around. <laughs> <laughs> he was, said you can't just he yeah. just affects you. He just lifts yeah. you. And yeah. he goes, I love people like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess quirky meant quirky. So, well, he's quirky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I could be that way. See, what have you learned about God through this? Well, you know, God's going to work through situations in this world, yeah. and He's going to He's going to test you, and you're going to have down moments and, and sad moments. But 
I think if you really just focus on what he's trying to do in your life and, and see you through it, it'll make you stronger in your mm -hmm. faith. It, you'll get through the grief. Yeah. You know, I'll, there's not a day that goes yeah. by that I don't yeah. think of my brother. Yeah. That's right. uh, you know, this is his high school reign. Mm -hmm. I wear it every day. Yeah. Um, but now I know where Andy is. Yeah. And yeah, he had 64 great years, but here on earth. But I, I just like to, I really feel like Andy's up there in heaven just running, you know, the best run routes you can run, coaching, you know, people. Uh, whatever our heavenly bodies are right. able to do, I don't know. That's that's more your your your, uh, your line of work than me, but, but I do feel like Andy's like an angel, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that gives me comfort. Amen, amen, amen. I, I know my brother's, uh, he was uh, right with God, and I, yeah, my family yeah. is right with God. Yeah, and, and yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's the earthly loss, yeah. but you just got to go, God, and yeah. believe me, yeah. what am I going to learn from this? Yeah. How do I go on? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people are thinking right now, man, I feel for you, Steve. I'm where you are. I mean, I didn't lose my loved one when you lost yours, but I've, I've lost someone, and I'm hurting deeply. Uh, if you could give them one or two things to how to just keep living, what would you tell them? Well, I, you know, first of all, is is get up and do. You know, is keep functioning, uh, keep a routine, reach out to those who really care about you and you'll be surprised how many people do um, and talk to your pastor my gosh just reach out to all your 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 really closest contacts and people who are right with the Lord and and don't hesitate to to get even a counselor you know a Christian grief counselor I I've never been to a counselor in my life but it was a strong message for me to call Alexis Dunbar and so, don't shut anybody out. Yeah. Keep, you know, but keep on plugging, as my grandmother used to say. Yeah. Um, uh, don't just stay in bed. Mm. Um, that's stay active, move your body, uh, take care of yourself physically. Uh, I'm a real big proponent on it. You are working out and running, and I don't run as fast as I used to, but yeah. I still enjoy it. And trying to eat right. Yeah. Don't abuse your body. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. Start trying to medicate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not the answer. No, no, no. Not. I hope that helps. Oh, yeah. I, I think you, you gave some very tangible uh, to dos that can be a blessing to people because, you know, I've told some people before that certainly what I do, I, um, I do a lot of funerals and I've buried a lot of people. And sometimes you just know that the person in the coffin is not the only one you're burying. There's others also who died that day. I know they're still here, and yet the Lord wants us to live. And that's why I wanted you to come in to the table and share something that many times we don't even talk about. No. And yet it does happen. And, and, and just the, the complexity that was going on inside of his brain and dementia and, 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 and to have a, a death like that. And yet God is healing you. Because one thing that you said that I, that I, that I want them to, to, to lean into, and that is that there's not a day goes by me. 
that day goes. So, so it's, it's not like you just kind of snap your finger and you're over it. No. Because as long as you live, as long as you're on this side, Steve, you will never, ever uh, certainly forget your brother, but also feel the pain of the loss of your brother. That's so true. But what happens is it transitions into what I call living in your heart. That phrase, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it is true, and the profound grief of, of and the shock and everything just kind of it just transforms into. I know Andy's here. I know he's up there. I, he's there. I feel a spirit, yeah. um, and you know it may sound a little crazy. And sometimes I talk to Andy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I talk. To, my parents are deceased. Yeah. I talk to my dad. Yeah, you know, yeah. but but I. I First and foremost, I pray yeah. to God, yeah. and I've even I've even done the thing when, hey God, will you please tell Mom, Dad, Andy, you know, yeah. and Jean, yeah. hey for me, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. because it's beyond my understanding. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And I that's wouldn't right. even pretend to right. to know that. That's and, right. But I know I know I can lean on my faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I can do. Wow, Steve, thank you so much. Kitchen table. I told you, we never try to uh, avoid any subject or any issue. And I know that this one about living out the loss is tougher for so many of you. But I'm so glad that God has people he's placed to help encourage us to blow winds in ourselves to keep moving. That's what this has really been about. So I want you to share this with your family, share it with your friends. Go back and listen to it again yourself over and over again that you may be encouraged and realize that God makes no mistakes. God promised to never leave us nor forsake us. No matter who leads us, he will not leave us. And you heard it from Steve himself, is that he knows God has him, and he knows where his brother is. And therefore, he's able to live with hope. He hurts, but he lives with hope. And so I pray you continue to live with hope. And may God bless you. May God keep you. And I look forward to seeing you again next week right here at the kitchen table. Tell somebody, tell everybody. And we thank God. And I want to encourage you to keep on living. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you again soon. Oh, thank you.